Welcome to Effort the Time, I'm Martin Brown. On this episode, I speak to my childhood friend Luke Herding. We discuss his obsession with the band Oasis. He talks about how he first got into the band, how he met the Gallagher brothers backstage at one of their gigs, and what he thinks the future holds for Oasis. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, please leave a review and give us five stars. Let's go. I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. You are one of my oldest friends. Yep. We've known each other since 1998. In that time, we've had gone in and out of phases of liking things, mm-hmm. of of um, being really into something and then falling out of it. One thing that you have been obsessed with since at least high school age is Oasis. Yeah. <laughs> when did that start? Because when I met you... Like I just said in '98. Yeah. You didn't. You weren't an Oasis fan. No, I was. I was aware of Oasis. Uh, like I have memories of being on the minibus at school, <laughs> and uh, I remember it was like the Be Here Now era was about '97. So I remember the a lot of their songs were on the radio. So I can remember. I remember singing along to All Around the World. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, I I didn't really get into Oasis until, you know, when you kind of get to the age where you kind of find music for yourself. So the reason I didn't really get into it is my dad didn't like them. <laughs> dad was not a fan. So he was more into like, uh, sort of like American rock, like Smashing Pumpkins, Rage Against the Machine, uh, who else? like Beastie Boys, that sort of thing. So he was never part of that Britpop sorry like he just kind of avoided it he liked a few maybe like manic street pictures and stuff like that so i was never in a household where yeah i had people listening to oasis it kind of took until another one of our old friends buying what's the story more in glory and listened to it a lot now <laughs> when he bought it i was like nah, nah why are you listening to that that's rubbish Got off my dad's opinion. <laughs> and he kept playing it and playing it. I was like, oh, this is really good. It's really enjoyable. Uh, so many good songs on that album. And then, yeah, when I fully got into them would have been uh, like 2005 when they released Lila. So that was off their sixth album. Fifth album? Sixth album. Aye. Sixth album. And yeah, as soon as, like, as soon as I heard that single, I was just obsessed with it straight away. So that's funny because there's people say that you get your music taste from your parents. Yeah. You've gone the opposite way. Yeah, in a way. I still like those bands that I mentioned earlier. Like, I really like them. But yeah, you always kind of want to find your own sort of niche as well. And yeah, I guess kind of Oasis and that sort of indie, Brit, British indie sort of music was kind of my way in. So this is something I found quite interesting because, again, we've been lifelong friends. Yeah. We kind of went down a separate road. You yeah. You went down... <laughs> you went down, like, the, the Britpop indie scene. Yeah. And I went down, like, the punk rock, like, gothy right. scene. Evil. Yeah, 
All of it. Right? Yeah. Long black hair and all that. <laughs> Fringe. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Yeah. Um, but we stayed friends, which is which is nice. Heartwarming. Heartwarming. <laughs> I don't so, think we had any other option. <laughs> well, we grew up in such a small place that there wasn't much to do, apart from be friends. Oasis started way back. So they they started in like ninety two, uh, and then they yeah released their first single ninety four. It, it's it's a crazy story of like how they came from basically working class men like in a council estate in Manchester. To then two years later, ninety four. To then two years later, ninety six, playing in front of like two hundred and fifty thousand people at Nebworth. Like the rise is absolutely crazy. But yeah, that, see that's the thing. I was only like five when the first <laughs> album came out. You should have been there, Luke. You yeah, should have been there. Yeah. So like, get, yeah, that, that's what I'm on about. Like, I just I had no control of like what music I was listening to or that. So it's basically what your parents listen to. The story goes that they were discovered in Glasgow. I think that's pretty true, to be fair. Apparently it was... They supported a band who last minute wanted them to support them at the King Tut's. Uh, so I don't think they were actually on the bill until like last minute. And that's where Alan McGee, who was head of Creation Records, he was, for whatever reason, was at the King Tut's that night. And yeah, he just was blown away about how good they were. Couldn't believe they weren't signed by anyone, so we just signed them on the spot. <laughs> so, 2005. Yep. What was it about Oasis? Because the Britpop scene is... It's, it's gone, basically. It's been... A oh, gone. yeah, yeah. It was long gone by then. Yeah, they they stuck around. They, had a, they clearly had a massive following from that point. What was it about 2005? I think... I think it was just the attitudes of that sort, like... Back where we were from, <laughs> we didn't have access to ra- like we couldn't listen to radio because there was hills and mountains in the way, so we could get signal to listen to radio. So we didn't have that option. What we used to do, this is a throwback. We used to like, well, we had Sky Digital because that was the only way we could get telly, and used to sit there flicking through the music channels. It was basically like our version of Spotify. <laughs> But you had to wait for a song that you liked, so you just kept flicking until you found something, and then restarting and then flicking. But yeah, it was it was that there's something about that video, the attitude, uh, the the song was catchy. I just got obsessed with that song. From that song, did you go back through the back catalogue? Yeah, eventually, I was like, well, I really like this song. I surely must like their other stuff, and. Yeah, going through the back catalogue was an absolute joy. <laughs> absolute joy. Like, find out about Declanil Maybe, uh, what story, then be here now. So I remember you had a few of their singles I and did, stuff yeah, as yeah. well that you passed over to me. <laughs> Still got them. Uh, uh, and yeah, that, that album was tremendous. Uh, and there, there's a few that took a while to get a hold of because, yeah couldn't download stuff back then or didn't have access to Spotify so it's all about like kind of burning CDs was that sort of era (laughs) and where we grew up the internet was so terrible oh dial up then it was still dial up I think around then which is insane you couldn't download you couldn't even pirate it (laughs) nope (laughs) couldn't see that so it was kind of like you either bought when when we had a big city shop we either bought it then or like hoped one of our friends bought it and then you could like 
rip it on your laptop and <laughs> put it on your iTunes. Uh, yeah, so it was Tinny, one of our school friends. He was he was a big Oasis fan. And yeah, we kind of got that mutual sort of friendship through that. And he, he had all the back catalogue of CDs, so I was able to get like a load of their stuff from him as well. Did you have an iPod at the time or was it a CD player? I might have had like a crappy MP3 sort of thing. <laughs> so yeah, I would, I would have stored it with a lot of Oasis. Uh, but yeah, the thing with Oasis is like, you can get so, it's, it's some really obscure B-side songs and they're brilliant. And that was another thing that really amazed me about them is like, I've never known a band that had so many songs that weren't used in albums that were like good enough to be on an album. And you can go down a rabbit hole there then. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Does that mean that you can then one-up people saying like, what's your favourite Oasis song? Well, actually, I like this song. Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. You can absolutely, oh, well, actually, the master plan. (laughs) Anyone who's like, Wonderwall, nah, nah, jog on, mate. (laughs) Not just the music. Oasis has, they're like a style. So again, like from the punk rock scene that I was into, it was all about like skinny jeans and yeah. and ripped clothing and black. Everything was black. Did you go into the clothing? Probably not then. <laughs> Definitely later in life though. Yeah. So like Liam Gallagher has his own uh, clothing label. So I got a lot of his clothes from his label. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, not at the time. It never changed my way that yeah that I dressed or anything at the time. Uh, However, you've definitely worn a bucket hat or two in your life. I'm not gonna deny, <laughs> confirm or deny that. <laughs> yeah, I probably did. So when was the first time you went to see them? So it was actually the year I got into them. Two thousand five. Um, so. They played in Glasgow at the SECC. I actually didn't have a ticket until quite, like, maybe a week or two before. And (laughs) I basically convinced my dad, I was like, I really want to go to this gig. Can you just make this, like, my birthday slash Christmas present? Because they're, like, on... They were getting flogged on eBay for, like... I think you could buy them for, like... Uh, face value like £35 or something like that and they're going on eBay for like 75 each and as a teenager that's insane oh yeah Money. yeah like, there's no way I could afford that yeah no. so I managed to coerce my dad into getting that for my birthday and Christmas present which I'm sure he probably was quite bitter about buying since he wasn't a fan probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> and the fact he wasn't good as well uh, so yeah I, yeah they played in Glasgow it was December 2005 so the mate who referenced earlier Tinny as we called him uh, yeah managed to get a ticket with him and yeah we went down on the bus stayed at his brother's so we basically grew up like near Sky like a remote village near Sky so like, public transport was a nightmare so yeah it would have been like a six hour six and a half hour coach journey down like it was my first proper gig as well like you're saying, we we lived in a complete remote place, so never really been to a gig in my life, apart from like the little festivals we had in our village, <laughs> which you sure. went classes, chicken festivals. Yeah, exactly. It's not a raucous crowd or that. It's just <laughs> people drunk, stomping their feet, basically. <laughs> uh, 
yeah so yeah it was a, a massive deal for, for for me and i it must have been the first time tinny went to see them as well so he was yeah obviously really excited uh so yeah we <laughs> we went down really early for it <laughs> As you do. Yeah, I think, well, yeah, doors are normally at seven, aren't they? I think we got there like five. <laughs> <laughs> five, half five, and we we're like one of the first people there. The SECC, especially back then, yeah. there's nothing there. Nah. Like, it's it's just the arena. Nah, there wasn't like a bar area or anything like that back then. It was just like that uh, exhibition hall, basically. What did you do? We just stood around just <laughs> chatting to each other. Didn't have any phones, like, uh, phones back then. So, yeah, we, we just had to talk to each other. Crazy. So, yeah, no, we managed to get down the front. Probably, get, like, right up against the barrier. Uh, and support band was a band called Shaq. <laughs> who got absolutely abused for half an hour, basically. <laughs> That's a rite of passage, though, being a support band. I don't know. Yeah, pipes thrown at them for half an hour and booed off the stage. Yeah, I wouldn't want to have been them, but they probably didn't care. They were supporting Oasis. Oasis came on. Uh, we basically got absolutely crushed up against the barrier. I was not expecting that. Just, <laughs> obviously, like, everyone kind of swarms up towards the front yeah. and we just got crushed. However, Liam came on. Uh drank a bit of water from his water bottle, chucked it into the crowd. And my mate Tiddy clutched his hand up and grabbed it. <laughs> so we were just like, oh my God, we've got Liam Gallagher's water. And just like sit drinking away at it. Just like, this is amazing, this is the best night ever. So that was, that was cool. I remember this water bottle because you two didn't stop talking about it for years. Oh, aye. Like the legendary... Oasis water bottle. Yeah, yeah. It literally was a bottle of Oasis. Bottle of water. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was all it was. Just a bottle of water that Liam drank from. Bit weird. A little bit. Tinny, t- well, because he caught it, he kept it. I don't know if he still got it. Yeah, does he still have it? He's, prob- he he's probably it? framed it. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. We, we were trying to stick together. And within the second song, I lost him because I got knocked over. <laughs> it's the one and only time I've ever been knocked over at a gig because I just was not expecting what the crowd would be like. And it was raucous. It was like side to side, front and back. And like, I'm quite a short guy. And I was pretty light back then. So when I, I think, yeah, it was the second song. Yeah, I just got clattered over. And then, yeah, thankfully someone picked me up, helped me to my feet, lost them for the rest of the gig. <laughs> lost my mate for the rest of the gig. Still had a great night. It was it was such good fun. I, yeah. And that, that just, you know, added to my love of the band even further. So that was 2005? Yeah, that was 2005. Uh, the, one of the reasons I remember exactly when it was is because <laughs> during that night, well, it was like when Roy Keane signed for Celtic. Like, famously, Oasis are Man City fans. Yeah. But Liam, for whatever reason, just decided to dedicate one of the songs to Roy Keane. He was like, this one's for Roy Keane. It being in Glasgow, yeah. half the crowd were like, hey! The other half were like... <laughs> <laughs> so that, yeah, that's, it. that's how I remember it. It was like around that time. 
after that, you I remember you getting DVDs. Yes. And watching them non-stop. Mm-hmm. It was almost like every day was, here's a new Oasis fact. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, I, yeah, just finding stuff constantly. So, uh, they, in 2000, they released a DVD called Familiar to Millions. It was like from a live show they did at Wembley. I think it might have been broadcast on telly or something, but yeah. So they released that as DVD. Ian had it. Like, basically, we were around at his, we'd watched that <laughs> quite a lot. You must have hated it, but... Look, I don't hate Oasis. <laughs> I don't. To be Just to put it out there, I don't hate them. Uh, They're just... They weren't the scene that I was into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, to be fair, you tolerated it. I tolerated yes. it. Yes. <laughs> when, I, when I just wanted to listen to, like, hardcore punk and stuff, yeah. and all I was getting was, like, what's the story, morning glory. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, these are my friends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> So when was the next time you seen them? Yeah, so it wouldn't have been until 2008. So basically the first time I seen them, 2005, was when they released Don't Believe the Truth. So they probably would have finished their tour maybe like late 2006. Uh, so they released their seventh final album, Dig Out Your Soul, 2008. So yeah, the next time I would have seen them would have been Belfast, of all places. There is a reason behind that. <laughs> Why Belfast? So, basically, uh, my godfather, uh, who was in the music industry, he he had his own band at the time, a band called The Hours. Check them out, if you haven't. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, they were asked to support Oasis. So my godfather is quite a good mate of Noel's, uh, Noel Gallagher's, and yeah, they asked him to support him. I don't know why in Belfast, but they're more than happy to do it. So obviously that link with my godfather was like, absolutely no danger I'm missing this opportunity <laughs> to have this inside scoop. So yeah, I flew over on the day to Belfast, first ever time going to Belfast. Uh, met, up, met up with my godfather and the rest of the band. Uh, I went to see them sound check in the so it was the Odyssey Arena I think it was called um, so it was like the big sort of arena in Belfast I think it was like eight ten thousand something like that uh, so yeah just standing in this big arena watching my Godfather's band sound check was surreal to start off with so when it came to the hours performing um, I watched them from the side of the stage. And yeah, they 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 were brilliant. Not being biased, but they were brilliant. <laughs> not, not to be honest, same. they they didn't get pelted with pint glasses, so that's always a good sign. <laughs> that is yeah, that is yeah. a winning support act if you don't get pelted. Hundred yeah, percent. And my godfather's quite a charismatic fella, and he was the front man, so he yeah, I guess they kind of bought into that. Him giving it big licks. He's, he's like from Sheffield, like a a northern lad. So he's got those kind of working class roots behind him. So, you know, I guess that's why he has that, you know, uh, bond with Noel and that. Um, yeah, so that was surreal. And then as I was watching, the yeah, hours from the side of the stage, I kind of turned, I, I feel like, sent someone behind me, turned right. <laughs> I was just like, Noel standing right behind me. And I absolutely cacked my pants. 
<laughs> I was like, oh god, <laughs> he's right there. This is like, this is too good to be true. And then um, I could see like Liam was like sitting down further back. Uh, so yeah, that was pretty mad that they're watching the hours. When I was born in Sheffield and I moved up to Sky in like night five. So I kind of lost contact with my godfather for a long time. So I had no links to Oasis or anything like that at all. Wasn't really aware he was that pally with Noel until I kind of seen that. I was like, what? So yeah, buzzed him just like, so you're supporting Oasis? Get me a ticket, <laughs> sort us out. When the hours were performing, Liam, he liked one of their songs. And uh, one of the songs is called Back When You Were Good. <laughs> so, and, and then Ed, uh, basically dedicated the song Back When You Were Good to Oasis. <laughs> and it was only afterwards, he's like, I probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah, and that's a bit of like damning with yeah, faint praise like, right there. You're only good the first three albums. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, after they finished, we all went uh, to the dressing room of the hours. And then Noel came in. I was just basically saying, oh, you know, well done. Like, great. Getting all that. Getting the chat. And then Ant was like, oh, Noel, this is my godson, Luke. And Noel went, godson? What, is he fucking babysitting for you? <laughs> I was like, oh god, the first thing Noel said ripped out of me. So what is it like having your hero rip the piss out of you? It was great because <laughs> thing is, he's exactly as he is in the media. Like off yeah, backstage and that, yeah. He's totally as he was. So yeah, he's like witty and sharp. And yeah, he ripped into me straight away. <laughs> And you got a photo with him, which I think was yeah. your your online photo for years. Oh, still, is. <laughs> still is. Is it the same photo, or have you? Well, yeah, I met him again, but I it's been my photo for a while. So basically, in their dressing room, they had this big Man City flag with the Man City crest in the middle of it. So like, my godfather took a photo of me and Noel standing there. But yeah, no, watching them, I, wa I think I watched them from like the sound desk, like watched Oasis from the sound desk, which was pretty cool. I didn't get knocked over, thankfully, because I had barricades around me, so. <laughs> so that's your second time seeing them? Second time seeing them. How, that is such a massive jump from being in the crowd, being knocked over by the crowd at yeah, 16 to being. in the fact we caught Liam's bloody water bottle to then. Yeah, meeting them second time round. <laughs> it's kind of a big jump for Aye. It it's surreal like I still think it's surreal to this day, to be honest, thinking about it. Because I remember um seeing them go like before they went on stage, like backstage. Like I was kinda like just about to go into the re like into the crowd. I remember seeing them, they're all kind of like geeing each other up and high fiving each other. It's like not many people get to see something like that. Liam, he he buggered off straight after it. Right. So it was only him walking down the corridor. He had like three or four like bouncers, bodyguards around him. Um, and thankfully, we kind of crossed paths. And I said, I was just like, oh, amazing gig, man. What an item, sort of something like that. I was like, oh, thanks, man. Shook my hand. 
I was like, I'm never washing his hand again. <laughs> Straight away. Drinking out of his water bottle to yeah. never washing your hand. Yeah, I've got a lot of Liam DNA on me. <laughs> Still. We were, we were backstage for like an hour and a half, two hours, something like that. Okay. Um, basically talking about football. Yeah. Football and music. Pretty I mean, that's, that's you summed up. Yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah. So, I'm a massive Sheffield United fan. Uh, my godfather's a massive Sheffield United fan as well. So, we were kind of talking about that. But the time we we were there was when Man City were bought over by Abu Dhabi. So, they were like, ended up being the richest club in the world at that point. So, he was quite excited about the players we were bringing in. So, I was talking about that and stuff. Um, But... <laughs> that's another t- point where he like ripped into me where um, he was also saying oh we've got quite a lot of good youngsters coming through too and uh, my godfather's like ah oh, like nothing like Sheffield United we've got we've had no one come through since like the 70s right <laughs> and I piped up I was like well actually we've had like Phil Jagielka and Michael Tong come through <laughs> and I was like Michael Tong. Fuck off. <laughs> I was like, right, that's me fit my place. I'll just be quiet for a bit. <laughs> so yeah, no, it was good fun. It was good fun. So what caused the breakup? What happened? Mm. Because by this point, I'd absolutely lost. Yeah, any well, connection with it. There, there. I think they kind of broken down. Like a year, like years before then. So during that last tour. Like when they're touring, they're staying in separate hotels. It was the like one of those situations. Disconnect between them. Um, I guess they just kept going because they're kind of brothers, and you know, there's big big gigs and stuff. So that's maybe thinking, ah, right, that explains why Liam left so quickly after the gig in Belfast. Yeah. Uh, Because yeah, couldn't be arsed waiting around and just thought he'd go back to his own hotel. (laughs) Um. So yeah, they almost finished the tour. I think they only had like two or three gigs to go. And I guess I guess Noel probably just got fed up of like Liam's quite high maintenance, and I could imagine being with him a lot would just rile you up the wall. <laughs> even like even in his thirties and that, he just hadn't calmed down. Yeah. Like yeah, just. That's what you get, I guess, with the attitude is like, there's a lot of aggression, there's a lot of passion, but the flip side is there's a lot of falling out. Because <laughs> yeah. they they completely changed the band over like uh, in 2000. So that's interesting. So I always thought it was the same members, but it's not. No, nah. it wasn't. Uh, so it, it was the group of mates in the, in the 90s, the group of mates from Manchester. And I think... I think the bass player, the rhythm guitarist, just, I don't know, they may, they maybe just couldn't handle the spotlight as much as the other brothers. I think they just kind of bailed. I just thought, you know what, I need a bit more of a peaceful life. Uh, whereas, like, Noel and Liam loved the limelight. Yeah. Um. So they brought in musicians from, like, other bands. So I would say musically they're a lot better in the 2000s, but they kind of lost that a bit of their you know originality and their bit of their soul kind of left but musically I'd say they improved 
Yeah, going back to your original thing, I think yeah, Noel just got fed up of Liam, basically. <laughs> and I think Liam smashed Noel's guitar backstage at a gig. Right, so uh, proper like rock and roll fallout. Yeah, yeah. I know. I think it was a guitar Noel loved, and Noel was like, "I've this left before they were to play." And there's a there's like a famous photo of like like on the big screen, basically saying that, yeah, like the gig's cancelled because Noel's left the band pretty much. So that would have be what year was that? Two thousand nine. Were you devastated? Oh, I <laughs> absolutely god. So it was the end of the world. <laughs> and obviously like they went on to have like um different bands. Yeah, so what happened was like Noel ended up being solo artist. So he's ever since Oasis split, he he just carried on being solo. But the other four members of Oasis went and did their like a project of their own band called BDI. Um and I'm guessing going off the first album they probably had a lot of songs that weren't used for Oasis albums so it's basically an album of like demos and b-sides that were just produced into an album so I think that was 2010 it was like 2010 or 11 it was like really quick after Oasis split and they just kind of boom straight into it so yeah they kind of already had the songs in place you can sort of see why they weren't used (laughs) I, I like BDI like yeah because I've got a soft spot for Oasis but yeah they weren't like Oasis class if, level. if it wasn't the guys from Oasis would you like them? Mm, that I'll never know <laughs> I, I would probably yeah probably like it but I wouldn't like like properly like it yeah is there any any talk of a reforming of Oasis? Think, yeah, I mean, there's always talk. There, there always has been, and there always will be. There, there's always murmurs that they've been offered, like, I don't know, 20 million pounds to do, like, a week at Wembley and stuff like that. So there's always going to be that, but I, I don't ever see it happening. They have a legacy behind them yeah. like you walk down any street in Britain yeah and someone's wearing that blue Oasis mm, t-shirt yeah with the black logo what is it about them that has lasted so long I think they kind of spoke to people at the time I think the mid 90s you know it's kind of the end of the Tories there's a lot of doom and gloom in the UK a lot of people on the dole and stuff and then you just had this band that kind of spoke to people from that decade, like that era, basically saying, you know what, go out there and be a rock and roll star. You know, do your best. It doesn't matter what you do, as long as you like, you do your best and go out there and try and change the world. And yeah, I think loads of people resonated with that massively. And like, I don't know, there's something like tribal about their songs. Like, their songs a lot of them are kind of like stadium like you can link with random people and belt your heart out and there's that connection between the fans and the band I think they've always had that definitely yeah because they come from like where most people come from is like working class yeah if you had to choose what's your favourite Oasis album and song oh god definitely maybe it's probably my favourite album 
favourite song oh god that changes so much <laughs> so I I always say that li- like Live Forever is my favourite song ever but there'll be song there'll be songs where I'll like you know uh, listen to more than often so sometimes like you know, you know fine well you overplay so like of course you do yeah, yeah. and then you kind of like oh, I'll just leave that for a bit and then listen to this one but yeah for me like Live Forever I think is the greatest song ever in Many, many people have covered Oasis. What yeah. is your thoughts on Mike Flower's version of Wonderwall? I think it's hilarious. I think it's great. Because a lot of people thought, hang on, has Noel just taken this song and made it his own? Because a lot of people believed that that was the original when it I, came out. I remember that song coming out, and I was a child, obviously, and yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Like... That version of it specifically. To be fair, he made it his own. Yeah. It sounds different to the original. Uh, would I listen to it over Noel's <laughs> version? No. <laughs> but credit to him, like he got yeah, he got a lot of publicity and I think it did quite well, didn't it? I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. You don't think Oasis are getting back together? Nah. What do you think their legacy is? Um oh god. What do I think the legacy and is? Will it continue? I think it will always continue with them. I think you look at, like, Liam's still going. So Liam's now solo. And he is playing at Nebworth next year. And it's sold out. So generations of people are still going to see Oasis. Uh, Like, the gigs that I've been to recently of, like, Noel and Liam. You see teenagers there. Folk my age. Like you know, 20s, 30s, and then you get the generation 40s, 50s, who were teenagers in the 90s when Oasis came around. So I think that legacy will always be passed down, 100%. Okay, look, where can people find you on the internet? Um, So, probably Twitter's best. Uh, so I'm at Luke Harding on Twitter. I don't really say much. <laughs> I retweet a lot of football stuff. I'll maybe say oh I went to this gig or that but yeah that would be the best place to find me thank you very much for coming on F at the time Luke thank you for having me thanks again to Luke for taking the time to speak to me you can follow him on Twitter at Luke Herding and you can follow F at the time on Twitter and Instagram don't forget to like and subscribe and leave a 5 star review until next time catch you later